I think the best thing I ever did in my adult life was start digging deep and, and asking myself, why am I this way? Or why do I do these things? And it takes so much dedication and intentionality, but getting to know yourself on a deeper level will just help. And in this instance, in relationships per se, you can only shift your relationship when you accept the reality you cannot change your partner. You can influence them, you can impact them, but you cannot control them. Everyone, welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. I feel hella weird right now because I haven't recorded a one-on-one episode in a couple of weeks and I just wanted to come on here and give a little bit of a life update where I've been, what's been going on, and just say hello from my new platform. It's been almost a year since I've created my podcast and I've gotten pretty close with a couple of listeners. And I appreciate you all so very much for just taking time out of your day to listen to me and just make me a part of your life, whether it was one episode, a half of of an episode, maybe. (laughs) I am not the most well-spoken person. I do have extreme anxiety at times, particularly social anxiety, and I'm extraordinarily introverted and highly sensitive. So I've never been the best with words. But I'll try my best to articulate, and I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. If you don't vibe with me, then suit yourself, and I hope you find someone that resonates better with you. But I started my podcast last September and started out as sex and psychology, and then I was talking a little bit more about spiritual things, and I wanted to call it sub-witches because I just thought that was like so catchy. Come on. I impress myself sometimes. And then it came to sex and spirituality and most recently sex plus or sex positive podcast because I try to be inclusive on this show and I hope it comes across that way. I do not always get everything right, but I'm trying to learn every day and I'm working hard. So I do apologize if you hear a little bit of a background noise. I still live at home and (laughs) my mom's getting up there in age and tends to blast the TV super loud at night. So I don't even realize it's happening, but as I sit in silence, I hear the TV behind me loud per usual. Anyway, you know what? I'm not going to apologize because I recently (laughs) made a podcast about over-apologizing, so... I'm not sorry. This podcast is not meant to be perfect. I'm a messy person and it's just meant to be real and make you feel less alone, hopefully. So (sighs) I just got home from Target. I saw my friend, we got dinner and today I decided to not be on keto anymore because I was quite literally torching myself. And as someone that has a history of an eating disorder for 10 plus years, I've always kind of struggled with this all or nothing mentality. It's either I'm dieting and starving myself and suffering or I'm eating whatever I want and I'm binging and feeling guilty about it because losing weight for me has never just been naturally. I am not a petite skinny girl and it's been a struggle. I've been fighting against that. 
I've been resisting it and just always like not happy. And I wasn't happy on keto. I was trying really hard this time around and just being so perfectionistic about it. And I think what really did it in for me this last month is I feel like if I'm not losing weight, I'm failing. I feel like if I'm not striving to be thinner, then I'm just lazy. And it wasn't making me feel good mentally anymore. So I weighed myself yesterday and I saw that I really didn't lose more than five pounds, which that's an accomplishment, but for the way I was feeling internally, I just figured I'm just going to give up the fight with food and just try to manifest like just being healthy and feeling good in my skin. And I can do this by just taking care of my body physically, sleep, rest, yoga, meditation, journaling, getting outside and doing some sort of physical movement every day, but also eating mindfully and intuitively and giving my body what it's craving. And I eat a mostly vegetarian vegan diet and I was just really craving an acai bowl today (laughs) and just like a fruit smoothie because one of the hardest parts of the keto diet for me is I love fruit so much Um, and it's very strict with its limitations on I could have a fourth cup of berries a day. So I just really want some pineapple and like a nice banana chocolate green smoothie. Mm, That'd be yummy. Or like a a beet juice or something. (laughs) So I went to Target, stocked up on my non-keto groceries, and I'm just going to see where that takes me. I'm so tired of pushing against and forcing my body to be something it's not and trying to control the way it looks just because I'm afraid that I don't fit into the societal standard or the quote-unquote norm of what a desirable woman is supposed to look like. And I'm using air quotes as I say this because that is a load of shit if I've ever heard. So trying to get comfortable in my skin. A lot's been going on with me and I really don't even know where to start with you all. I try to be transparent and at the same time, I'm also trying to be respectful and I am the type of person that will tell a stranger about like my nipple hair or something like that. Like I have no filter. I don't feel the need to really be ashamed of anything. I never saw the point in being a private person because I think that shame thrives in secrecy. So I don't pretend to be perfect. (laughs) I'm not. And I think that when we share our story that we can all come together in comfort and knowing we're not alone. So I'm trying to keep that part of myself true, but at the same time, respect that everyone might not feel that way and have boundaries. So (laughs) I will say that I am struggling greatly right now in my relationship. In a lot of this podcast, I have talked about my relationship and it was brought to my attention that I might have not spoken about it in the best manner possible. And I always want to be the type of person that takes accountability for my actions. And I do take responsibility for this. I just say whatever comes to mind because I'm so used to just holding everything in. And 
I didn't mean for it to be hurtful or disrespectful. And I don't always do the right thing. I don't always know the right thing to say, but I always try to do better and be mindful and not cause harm to others. So my boyfriend and I are struggling and I don't even know if I can really call him that anymore, unfortunately. I feel like I'm kind of losing him and I'm watching as he slowly slips out of my hands and I feel so out of control and scared. My abandonment issues are on full blast right now. (laughs) And I've had more anxiety the last week than I've had for maybe five years. I'm someone that used to struggle with uh, panic attacks and anxiety attacks and they have transpired again the last week. And I've just been really um, trying to hold myself together. You listen to my last one-on-one episode and you can all let me know if you enjoy one-on-ones or interviews. I have a lot of exciting interviews coming up with you actually. I got a new computer for my birthday and the last two interviews I recorded for y'all, I went to edit them and I realized that the audio wasn't working and it was just an hour of silence. So that was that. That was good. I'm using my old computer from now on and for interviews a backup method because there's nothing worse than putting in an hour of your time and work and then it just not being anywhere to be found. Technology is great but when it craps out it sucks so I digress. In my last episode I was talking about the struggle I was having in my relationship and it's kind of like a domino effect that once that happened is like this snowball just things keep popping up and I mentioned that I had self-harmed for the first time in years and it's just a lot of adjustment a lot of change and I've never really been the best at transitions I'm trying to learn how to just be a functioning adult and I would like to believe that I'm really just doing the best I can like I believe with us all. So myself and Nick, we are struggling right now with future tripping. And this is a type of anxiety. It's like this, I feel like I've been holding my breath, like walking on eggshells the last week. And it's this anticipatory, anticipatory anxiety where you're worrying about something that might not even happen or hasn't even happened yet and this anxiety it comes from overthinking and overanalyzing from an attempt to over engineer control the future as if it's all within our control this is a fallacy and we think if we just worry enough or linger long enough about it we can control the outcome that's what our good old brains tell us and this all started with the schooling issue that came up where on my end I feel like my boyfriend isn't supporting my dreams where he met me knowing one thing and now he's trying to change the course of my life and I personally felt that a lot of this was future tripping because from his perspective 
which it's great to be analytical and logical and like look at the logistics and realistic side of things such as finances. But at the same time, I am a super emotional person. I'm very right-brained, he's very left-brained. So he proceeded to tell me that if I pursue my doctorate, which I've been chasing for the last couple years now, spending all this time, energy, and hard work, that I will financially wreck myself for the rest of my adult life, live with my mother until I'm 40 years old, and we can't be together. And this was very disappointing to me, and me being the type of person that I am, the dedicated, determined person, I tried to work my way around this by saying I can do an online program and work full-time to pay for it, but it just, in his mind, isn't up for negotiation. It's not compromisable. It's either I choose him or I choose school. And... That really hurts. That really um, is a bummer because what do you do when in order to have one dream, you have to lose the other? And I feel like I lose either way. Because on one hand, my whole life, I've just wanted to love and be loved for who I am. Currently, I'm feeling immensely rejected, which I may or may not get into shortly. But at the same time, I've always wanted to make a difference, make an impact be successful, be a psychologist. I felt like that was my life's work. That's my purpose. And it sucks to be given an ultimatum and say you can either have this and you lose this and I don't know what to do. Because part of me says that the right person wouldn't say that to me. And the other part of me also sees some truth in what he was saying, where I want to be smart and go about it the right way. And I'm learning to not make a permanent decision over temporary feelings. I'm learning how important that is. And that was just the start of it all. (laughs) And I'm really trying to just tune in and listen to my inner wisdom because I tend to muffle out that that inner guidance, but I know that my higher self will lead me to the right decision. I don't know. I've always been the type of person that when I want something, I do everything I can to get it. And on one hand, I really wish that he was cheering me on and said, we'll figure out a way that we could have both. But that's not the reality and he's entitled to his feelings as well but I don't think anyone's right or wrong in this instance I just think it's different so as many of you also know if you've stuck with me for this long these long 11 months um, trying beautiful messy months I had a Bajor photo shoot taken in June. No, July. July. I was talking about it prior. Without knowing, Nick listened to my episode, so. (laughs) Surprise! But a year ago this month, I was sexually assaulted. And I've always struggled with my sexuality. I was taught as a woman and as a survivor of 
many interpersonal traumas and violence that my body's not mine. The only way to get someone to stay with me is to dangle my sexuality, what I have to offer sexually in front of their face and hope that eventually they see my worth. Or I was taught that without that, I'm nothing. So I've always really juggled with my value as a woman. I've never felt good in my skin. I've always felt so out of place in this 3D mortal world. Always kind of felt like I'm above my body, like living from a dreamlike state, just observing this this human animal live in this dimension. So that was hard, but I've learned, if I've learned anything throughout this lifetime and my soul's path is that I can do hard things on this journey. My existence was built upon getting over hard things, apparently. And it's all good. I have to trust the plan. I know that the universe is is looking out for me in one way or the other, even if I don't see it or believe it right now. But then I got into this relationship that, you know, in the beginning it was so healthy and so like unreal. And I had one foot out the door the entire time because I'm scared of love. I'm scared of intimacy and... I didn't feel ready for it. I didn't have the tools. I wasn't equipped with the skills to be in a healthy relationship because, you know, unhealthy relationships, dysfunction, it's all 50-50. You always play a role, whether you're the enabler, whether you're codependent, whether you're um, staying and not voicing, communicating, being honest. And I see how it was so easy to be in abusive relationships, not easy. But I'm just saying, like, because that's what I was familiar, that's what I was used to. And then when I was put into this relationship with no apparent abuse, I took on the role of the drama maker and the chaos person and the person with all the problems and hectic and emotionally unavailable. Because that's how I thought love looked like. I thought when you love someone, they get the worst of you and you stay because you love them. So you put up with their demons. And it took a long time for me to let my guard down and trust my boyfriend due to my history. And I feel like when I finally did, things kind of flip-flopped and roles got reversed. But in the spring, I'm getting sidetracked. If you've listened this far, I love you. Thank you. Vent sesh. Maybe that's what I'll call this. Um, I wanted to do a boudoir photo shoot. And it was 50% for Nick, 50% for me. Would I have done it if I didn't have a boyfriend? I'm not sure. It's something I've always admired. Just an empowered woman, like claiming her sexuality, claiming her beauty. You don't find that too often. Just, I wanted to feel good in my skin and I wanted to know what it was like to feel beautiful. And I booked the shoot a few months in advance, spent thousands of dollars. 
dieted, got all these cosmetic things done, and the day comes, I do it, super stoked, and then last week, (laughs) the pictures were ready to pick up. And, you know, when I went to pick up the photos, what had happened with Nick regarding school had already transpired, so thought to myself, I'm probably on the fence about giving these pictures to Nick because what if I choose to go to school and he's going to break up with me? So I might as well just keep this beautiful album that has since become triggering for myself. So I get the pictures and I was like, wow, like that doesn't even look like me. And... There was 13 photos or something like that. And I decided to post some online. It was two. Two on my Instagram, which have since been taken down. And I proceeded to block my boyfriend and his family from seeing the photos for the sole purpose of... They were going to be a surprise and I would show Nick when I was ready. Somehow or another, because I'm not tech savvy or someone just looked at my Instagram somehow, (laughs) um, his whole family saw the pictures. And I personally have seen a lot more scantily clad pictures that were, I thought, revealing. So I thought that they were fine for the internet because I wear bodysuits out all the time. I compare bodysuits similar to one piece bathing suit. And you know what? Like, who am I to judge another woman by what she wears or chooses not to wear? Like, you do you, boo. We have to stop, like, criticizing other women for just, like, feeling good in their skin because I've learned that if you're a woman and you hate yourself, people pity you. And if you're a woman and you love yourself, people slut shame you. So you can't really win either way. Women are just conditioned to stay docile and small and submissive. And it's just, it makes me sick, but that's another topic for another day. So anyway, it started a whole big fight (laughs) and my boyfriend felt Um, like I was disloyal and betrayed him. And you know what? I'm not going to invalidate his feelings. I could 100% understand why he would feel that way. And I never meant to do that. I wasn't trying to get back at him. I wasn't trying to make him jealous. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about how empowered and embodied I felt, how hard I worked. And it's like, you run a 5k and you get a medal it's like you kind of want to just be proud of the medal and you might show off that medal not necessarily for external validation although it might look like seeking outside gratification but you know what maybe sometimes you just want to fucking say I did this and this is me I'm a wild untamed person I'm not perfect, and I fucked up, apparently. So I 
kind of like lit the fire underneath both of our asses and things have just been hard since then. It seems like every time we talk, we can't talk without conflict arising, without triggering one or the other, without it being a whole confrontational thing. And I'm trying to relearn how to do relationship correctly. I don't want one disagreement, one argument, one whatever you want to call it, fight to end this relationship because if you walk away from a relationship when things get uncomfortable, when that rose-colored glasses veil falls and the person stumbles from their pedestal, which you probably put them on, Speaking from experience, you're going to have a lot of short-term relationships that don't last much longer than a year. And I want to learn conflict resolution and de-escalation techniques. I want to see these challenges as a way that we're resilient as a couple. I want to learn how to not take things personally and project our insecurities onto each other. And instead of dwelling on where we've fallen short in the past, I'd like to see how we can be better moving forward versus perseverating on the past and just rebelling against each other. I'd like to come to an understanding of each other's needs instead of criticizing and comparing ourselves to one another. And communication without veration. I don't want my boyfriend to see my dreams as him being insufficient or not making me happy. I want to accept each other now and stop future tripping and overanalyzing and have boundaries that are safe and and healthy and honest because Really, we haven't even been dating a year, and I believe that when you love someone, you want them for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, for the good times and the bad times. You don't just want them on their best days, but you help them get through their worst. And this does not apply if there is any sort of physical, sexual, any abuse. <laughs> but I think we both need to know what's our shit and what's not for ourselves to carry. A lot of couples, a lot of relationships, you want to be everything to everyone. But one person cannot get, like, cannot be the answer to all of your problems. One person is not the solution. Like, he might meet my emotional, my mental, my physical, my sexual needs, but... I have spiritual needs. I have dreams for my career and education and goals, and we can't try to be everything to everyone all the time. We have to know that our partner can have a life and desires and aspirations outside of us, and it doesn't mean anything about our capability to satisfy them. Like, they're a whole human before they met us, a whole human with this this history and this imagination and who are we to take that away from them?
So I've also learned that like I've been trying to understand my way of coping and dealing with anxiety. And and I'm sure a lot of you can relate like the anxiety around us with the pandemic. It's it's contagious. But in times of uncertainty and change, like we also have to learn to just accept things as they are right now, not for what they can be. And just be still and allow. And I tend to internalize a lot of things. (laughs) I tend to act from a trauma response triggered place often. And I'm, I'm learning like anyone else how to manage this and and better deal with this more effectively and be proactive rather than reactive. And I've also learned that I'm an under-functioner in times of anxiety and Nick is an over-functioner. Over-functioning people tend to put their emotions in the backseat. They can look to, I don't want to say micromanage because that sounds harsh, but they could be perfectionist. They could be black and white. They could move at a rapid pace to accomplish things or take charge, control the situation, overthink and like try to problem solve everything. And on the opposite end, I'm under functioning. And this is when emotions take the lead over uh, like reality, over productivity. Under-functioning people, their response to stress can make them look like they experience lower performance, a desire to have others help or take over, or they challenge to manage their emotions. And I think in America, at least in the 21st century, that over-functioning is looked a lot more highly upon. But either way, both are just instinctual responses acquired, and they're not a character flaw. So with all of this being said, (laughs) a lot is going on and I'm scared and I'm kind of panicking right now. I don't know what's next and I kind of don't want to know what's next because I am frightened that I'm going to lose my best friend. I don't want to throw away the best relationship I've had over a, um, I misjudged something. I had a short lapse in judgment. (laughs) But from my experience, I've dated a lot of people who I really didn't like for whatever reason. This is no attack on them. They're all part of my karma. (laughs) And at the same time, I believe that I was so infatuated with them from the beginning because I saw who I wanted to make them. I saw who they could be. I saw their potential. And now that I'm kind of on the receiving end of that, um, no one is a problem for you to solve. No one, no one is a project. It's not our responsibility, it's not our place to change people. Because when someone shows us who they are, we have to see it. We can't be everyone's savior. And I think we tend to overestimate our power or our place in people's lives. 
A lot of things have been said and done in the last couple of weeks on both of our ends, and I by no means want to make this episode seem like I'm talking shit or I'm blaming him, and I I don't at all, because he's someone I love very much, and I always want to develop, I always want to grow, and we can't do that without taking a hard look at ourselves and our weak spots, where we fall short, where we fucked up, where we've made mistakes, where we've been imperfect and hurt people. Because guess what? If you're a human, and I don't care if you go around like preaching love and peace, even Oprah, you have done wrong by people, even if it's unintentional, even if it's subconscious, because intentions are not enough sometimes. I don't think anyone in this world thinks that, (laughs) I mean, walks around saying, I am a bad person. A lot of us do because of shame or upbringings or just, just so much conditioning to hate ourselves. But we all want to kind of think it's other people that we're in the right, they're in the wrong. And even, I hate to bring this up, but with the whole vaccine shit, I mean, come on, people, what are we doing? It's just like so polarized. Like one is bad, the other is good. This one's the answer, that one's not. One's inferior, one's superior. It's just dividing. And part of being open minded is saying, I can have my opinion, but you are entitled to yours. We don't have to agree. Agree. But that does not make you any better or less than me. And that's just what it is. I mean, it's not uh, like up for debate. We have to respect other people's morals, even if it goes against our values. Because guess what? We were all born different. We all have different parents. We all have different places and whatever. We're not all meant to be the same. There's no one right way. I don't care how righteous you feel. My way is not always the right way. I do things and people get hurt. And guess what? People have done things and they've hurt me. But at the end of the day, I can't control what they did. I can only choose if I want to forgive them. And you know what? Most of the time it's yes. Because I know that no one was put on this earth to be a robot. And I don't think any of us are inherently monsters and walking around intentionally hurting people. Because the people that hurt people, those mean people, those rude people, those people that are inconsiderate and lie, we've probably all been there. And they can probably justify their actions just like anyone else. So all I'm saying, (laughs) what's the saying? I'm probably going to butcher this, but don't throw stones when your house is made out of glass. You get the point. (laughs) So there's so much more I could say, but it'd probably go off in a million different directions. I guess I just want to say that I appreciate you supporting me. I appreciate you listening to me. 
I appreciate you and I learning from each other and you being there for me and whether it's just liking a post or reaching out to me on Instagram, you're all so cool and I'm so lucky to have you as my community and my listeners and I hope that you're learning with me along this journey because the last year, ooh, it's been a little, I don't want to say brutal, but so much has changed and that's like the the most beautiful and scariest part of life. And I don't think you can really love without fear and I don't think you can be loved without courage. Because one of my sore spots, one of my biggest fears is being rejected. Rejected for who I am. Feeling inherently unworthy and unlovable and and I have felt that way the last few days. And I'm sure that's just a projection. <laughs> like anything else. But I have to be okay with that. And, and I think so do you. Sometimes you can have a lot to offer, but people just aren't ready for that. And think about it. That's okay. It, it doesn't say anything about like our worth. Because I'm sure that, I mean, I can talk for myself, hell, there's been so many nice people that have tried to do nice things for me and I just wasn't ready for it. I just couldn't accept it for whatever reason. And and it doesn't have to just like, yeah, it could be in a romantic sense. I've met a lot of nice guys, but for whatever reason, they just didn't do it for me. Like I just wasn't feeling it. And Maybe I was mirroring, but sometimes you could have so much to offer, but someone's just not ready to hold that. They're, they can't be, I don't want to say strong enough for what you have for them to carry, but shit, we have to learn to carry ourselves and other people just aren't willing or can't. And it's scary to feel alone. It's scary to feel like you're all wasn't enough for someone but if I've learned anything it's that pain sucks heartbreak is the worst feeling ever but it won't kill you you might feel like you want it to or it's going to but it's okay to not be okay so cliche damn can you tell i'm a poet but it's okay to feel sad just know that it's not gonna last forever and i think that's why it's so important to not make permanent decisions based off of temporary feelings and i'm saying that as someone that is hella impulsive blame it on my mental health or whatever I make decisions very compulsively sometimes without thinking, thinking they'll make me feel better when really in the long run, they just make me feel a lot worse. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I'd like to believe everything happens for a reason. So for whatever reason, sometimes we have to lose certain things in order to get to where we need to be. 
And sometimes our minds just don't want to accept it yet. So I don't know what the right thing to do is. I'm going to try to find some balance between my heart and my mind because my heart says one thing, my mind says the other. And at the same time, I can't just think about what I want. Because when you love someone, you care about their needs too. And I think that was um, a misunderstanding in our relationship. That he just thought it was all about me, keeping me happy, what I wanted. And that's what, like, if I was a selfish person, I wouldn't really care about how he's feeling. But... I deeply care about him as a person, him as a spirit, him as a soul, him as a partner, a best friend. And if that doesn't include me, I don't want to hear that, but I have to accept that. And when you love and respect someone, you tell them what they need to hear versus what they want to hear. Because then you just keep them stuck. You let them stay stuck. So this isn't all about me. This is about our relationship, us. And I never want to make someone feel like they're obligated to stay with me to please me because I've wasted, I don't want to say I've wasted. I've spent a lot longer than I potentially could have in relationships because I felt bad leaving or I didn't want to hurt the other person just a lot of like scarcity lack mentality and it didn't serve either of us because in the end I was it just wasn't out of integrity it was out of people pleasing and when you do the right thing for one of you you do the right thing ultimately for both of you so I think I'll end this here my loves I drank a lot of um like lemonade. I went to Chipotle and they have this really delicious, like organic passion fruit guava lemonade. And I couldn't stop drinking it, but at the same time, it probably had a thousand grams of sugar. So now I'm just like, probably not going to go to bed till 12 (laughs) AM. It sincerely feels like a Friday to me, but it's just Thursday, but let's not let life pass us by and just be present, be mindful of the moment, be here with me now instead of in the future, in the past, because looking into the future is just as harmful and can be just as detrimental as staying in the past, might I add. So thank you for listening to this episode. You can like, rate, subscribe, share, whatever your heart pleases. And let's just, for this week, let's think about the, I don't want to see the consequences of our actions, but let's think about how our actions will have an impact, whether that's on the world, whether that's on others, and let's try to be more intentional with our actions this week. We'll do it together. (laughs) And I'd love to hear about your challenges, your progress next time. So I love you so much. And I hope you all have a beautiful night. Thanks for listening. Take care.